It's bad. Anime. I'm John. And I'm Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the show where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? Um, okay, well, <laughs> well, we're doing it again, all right? <laughs> I, love, I love the slight hesitation. It's like, we're, we're doing this one after a lot of, like, anti- silent anticipation from us both. We're finally tackling today's subject. Um, we are. And the last uh, time do, we were yes. covering this franchise, it was around three hours of conversation, and... To everyone listening, me and Bouncy legitimately stretched before we started talking today. We're like, all right, let's make sure our, you know, the posture's <laughs> correct. We're comfortable. And, and the term stretch is very loose for me. You really you really put your all into it. You went like arms up. I just kind of like leaned back in my chair a little bit more. <laughs> and then that was my stretch of the day. But thank you for letting everybody know or trying to convince everybody that we both stretched. And I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, it's it's no issue, but uh, yes, um, the main point I was trying to build to is that there's going to be a physical toll on us by the end of this episode, not just mental and emotional. You mean the main point that you were trying to rebuild to? Uh, okay, maybe we should stop this right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop? <laughs> um, anyways, sorry, everybody. This is uh, the rebuild of Evangelion. We're going to be talking about all uh, four movies of mm-hmm. the rebuild of Evangelion. So, therefore, this may be two parts. We don't know yet. We're just starting. So, we'll we're just going to fly with it. Go. But before we get into it, we should explain, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck rebuild even is and how it came yes. to be. And, of Good. course, since it's Ava, the mess that it became. Yes. If if you will, sir, I will. I give you the floor and all of my ears and Hidekianos are listening to you. Continue, per- sir. Perfect. So, you know... I didn't do a, a lot of firm, uh, as you could say, re-research on this. There's going to be a lot of jokes about rebuild in this episode. It's fine. But um, so I'm just going to redo oh, of the, would you call oh, this a redo? Oh, Jesus. Of, uh, <laughs> the, the neon Genesis. <laughs> okay. okay. Continue. Sorry. Well, actually, that's kind of what it, int- it was intended to be. But then things ah. flew off the rails. So hence rebuild. Because Hideaki Anno, we had a whole month on the guy. But so I'm going to. Hit some of the main points again. Feel free. One of my favorite directors and a director, one of the most influential in modern anime, obviously. He makes things deeply personal. That's an understatement. Um, so, and Ava, of course, was his baby in many ways. And the production of Ava and just the general progression of the show as it went on mirrored his very real life struggle with depression. Hence why Ava's famously at the halfway point became a, a psychological he went from a fun kind of lighthearted like mecha good time with a dark edge to right. a full psychoanalytical breakdown of the main cast yes that's why i loved it because it, it did the thing the devil man thing where it reaps, ropes you in with a fun lighthearted kind of dark good time and then gets progressively crazier so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hence why i loved ava so much yes ano you know was not thrilled with a lot of the aspects of Ava's production, particularly, you know, the constant budgetary issues. Hence why the final right. two episodes were art house bullshitty nonsense with very right. experimental animation. There is just still photos in there with dialogue over it. They were running out of right. money. And to, exactly. someone, to someone, for someone who's deeply passionate about Anno, who really throws himself into his work, that always aided him. Hence the mm-hmm. rebuild of Avon. Sorry, hence the end of Evangelion, the parallel ending right. to the original series. To say, all right, mm-hmm. here's actually what happened. 
and I even saw interviews with him right after the release of End of Ava, where he said, well, it's not a perfect film. And he was like kind of dish, dissing on the film a little bit mm-hmm. right after it was released. Yeah. So it clearly- seems like he never really found his like, you know, it seems like he never really found his finishing footing. Like, I feel like he just yes. did a whole gymnastic routine and then landed funny. You know, it, but- it's like he worked so hard and put so much into this series and then into that movie. And then at the end of it, he looked back and he was like, eh, it wasn't perfect. Uh, which I think, as you were saying, like really ate at him over time, which yeah. is why we got all four of these movies over the span of like, t- like over 10 years, <laughs> like 12 well, that, years. Well, that's practically. the craziest thing. Um, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was supposed to be a very p- quick project. However, this is Anno. So <laughs> he's going to start somewhere and end somewhere completely fucking different. And, and as we learned, depression is never quick. No. So <laughs> you need 12 years. You, you need, need the time to be need, sad. You need the time to be gut-wrenchingly sad. And I think... I'm trying to remember. I think it was 14 years it took. The series took. Yes. The first film came so, out in 2007. Yes. And then the yes. final final rebuild was 2000 was uh, 2021 was the final one. Mm-hmm. That's remember, right. I have it up here. Uh, December like September 1st of September 2007, and then 8th of March 2021 is when it was released. Uh, both times in Japan. The North American releases were a little later, actually. Weirdly yep. enough, the first American release came two years after the first Japanese release movie, mm-hmm. and then the final one was released in August of 2021, uh, about five months after the Japanese release. So they they closed the gap there at least a little bit. Yeah, I remember. I remember the release of th- of the fourth film which we'll say the title of later cuz it's so funny uh, but so um stupid. i remember it very well cuz i had just finished ava around the time of the announcement that they're going to put all the rebuilds on amazon prime mhm so i got very excited for that yeah and funny enough i actually had the dvd for the first rebuild movie for over a decade oh. for over a decade and a half probably or maybe a decade hmm. because um, for some reason, I guess they were about to release probably either the second or third rebuild movie. Mm-hmm. Fye was doing a promotion where if you bought enough, if you bought us over a certain dollar amount in anime stuff, they would just give you a DVD of the first rebuild movie. So I had wow. like, so I had probably three or four copies of the first rebuild movie because they just given it to me. I'm like, I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, why not? I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So I always kept one of them after I sold a bunch of stuff, you know, cleaned out. Mm. Um, I kept one of them. And pretty soon, probably like a three or four days after I finished End of Ava and was in that trance of trying to figure out what the hell I felt, how I felt about this show. Yes. I popped in the first Rebuild movie. Then I ordered number two as a Blu-ray. And then they announced three and four as Amazon Prime. You know, they announced the whole series would be on Amazon Prime like. So I was torn, like, well, do I get the other two movies to collect them? And the next thing you know, I'm pressing play on the third movie on Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, on Amazon like, Prime. You're like, I'm just like okay. it's right. It's right here. I it's mean, right Jeff here. Bezos and I think I'm basically good. served it to me on a silver platter, this Jeff Bezos man. So and thank I have you, to, sir. And I have to jump in right away. So, so, yeah. I a, so I remember being, like, hyped as hell when a 4.0 was coming out in August because um, I probably finished – evangelion somewhere in that summer somewhere mm-hmm. in the summer of that year right as we started recording the initial episodes of this podcast i um yes so i finished it 
around then, and then I watched Rebuild. And I remember after we rec- after we watched Ava back in late 2021, we talked about it. And then this is how funny this episode came about. You just said, I'm going to watch Rebuild at some point. I'm like, cool. And then you texted me at one point, and you were like, yeah, I finished Rebuild. I'm like, oh, I forgot that was something we wanted to do. <laughs> That's right. I, I definitely had a more... I, I weirdly, like, I had a very spaced out experience with Rebuild as compared mm. to the regular series, uh, relatively t- to you, I guess, because you, right. like, right immediately, like, after finishing End of Ava, you were like, all right, let's 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 run it out. I got this DVD anyways. Like, let's watch the second movie. And, exactly. like, the fourth one came out around that time, too. So I feel like that was a very nice progression for you in getting yeah. it all done. Right. I, as we said, like, the, when we started recording this podcast back in... I think mid 2021, yeah. which is so weird to think about now. Crazy, but it right? was like the summer of 2021, right? Isn't that nuts? It was the summer of 2021, and we started recording things. And I was like, okay, Rob, like you know, we watched Darling in the Franks, and like that's the best mech anime of all time, obviously. So I gotta go back <laughs> oh, a cl- a modern and prove classic. a modern classic, and I gotta go back and prove why it's better than this piece of garbage Neon Genesis Evangelion that I keep hearing about. Uh, but you know, obviously the opposite <laughs> happened, and I was like, wow, all right, this this was actually a lot a lot better. Uh, <laughs> who would have thought who would have thunk oh man shinji versus hero a match made in heaven kiss already kiss uh, <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't ready for that but then again i, I don't know why i wasn't ready for that <laughs> i didn't think my neck veins would pop out so much when saying that but you hey, got really are. into that it leads me to believe you've been thinking about this for a while and that's okay i'm more interested in yeah. the boxing match between mari and zero two personally because they're the fucking same wow. character they are this. We will. We will talk about this. We will, we will get into that. We will get there. But the, to to cap off my origin story here, yes. right? Okay. I so I finished Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's very well documented in our Ava episodes how how that affected me and how that right. happened. I finished yep. it around Labor Day of 2021, and yep. then I immediately uh, drunkenly watched End of Ava. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I consider that my my depression era when I just got. <laughs> I just got very, very drunk, and I was like, I got to finish Evangelion. <laughs> I got to finish Evangelion. I got to do it. And then I watched it but didn't see everything because I was drunk and fading in and out. But right. then I watched the full end of Ava, right? Then we talked about that, okay? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, because then you – I started hearing or I started talking with people. What I do after I finish a show that everybody knows about uh, is I try to get them to watch it, even though they've already seen it. And I think I'm special. So I started to talk (laughs) with people at parties and be like, oh, have you seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? They're like, obviously, you goddamn weeb, you late ass weeb. Right. (laughs) Um, And the people that I mentioned it to, weirdly enough, most of them were like, yeah, um, it was it was good. It was fine, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's weird." I didn't expect you to be so lukewarm about it. And they were like, "Yeah, yeah it's just because the rebuilds are so much better." And I was like, "Huh?" Because every time I spoke to you about the rebuilds, you kind of you you never really explained to me your take on the rebuilds, which I appreciate, which mm-hmm. like gave me time to form my own opinion. Yeah, of course. But that every was time my I brought it up. Right, but every time I brought up the rebuilds to you, you would be like, "Eh, I mean, yeah, you should watch them." <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting. Right. So then I did. Uh, I downloaded all of them onto an iPad. Right. Uh, I was. Uh, I flew to Japan. I watched them all on my flight to to and fro from Japan. They're how apropos. Uh, very apropos. I watched them all within like hours of each other. So I saw them all uh, relatively back to back. So um, 
determining which one was which was a bit difficult until I got to the last one, which is like completely different, which we'll talk about. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I watched them in, in succession, but it was a long time, uh, or at least a year and a half after I watched the, the original series. series. So yeah. it was a bit spaced out, uh, w- which was okay. Uh, I didn't exactly have to refresh my memory, thankfully, on Ava because we talked about it already. And yep. it, that kind of helped me re-remember and internalize of what happened in the show and how I felt about Toji. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly, we have a lot to talk about regarding Toji today. We I've been very do excited. This time. <laughs> this time. And Kensuke um, is, is yeah. the other friend, by the way. The name, the one we kept forgetting. Kensuke. Yes, I wrote it down because I wanted to remember it because I kept calling him the dude with the glasses and the camera last time because he didn't matter. Um, but but, <laughs> but it, that changed. Um, so now here we are talking about the rebuilds after our origin stories. Uh, and I... I kind of don't know where to start here, but I, let's I, maybe let's talk about the I first kinda, movie. I kind of do. And it's okay. something that I, was I, gonna... I love that. Bring oh, me really? along, Daddy. Well, anyway, so I love the point <laughs> you made. Not having to refresh your memory and the fact that you were spaced out from the original series, which, you know, mm-hmm. in 2007, it would have been 10 years after End of Ava that the, that the first rebuild came out. Um, mm-hmm. The first rebuild... It's by far we have the least to talk about with this one because yes, it all it really is. It's a truncated version of what the first six or seven episodes of Ava. It's just mm-hmm. a truncated version of that. It's you know we see Shinji in Tokyo three, Masato picks him up. We get we meet Ritsuko, we meet Ray, we have and we have all the big plot elements from the first couple episodes. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And it's almost one for one. I think there's only one or two new scenes that I could pick out or discern. And it was really mm-hmm. a recap episode in a, in a lot of ways. I remember yeah, mentioning, it was. I remember mentioning to you, uh, specifically I said, because I was thinking in my head, I'm like, do I tell him to skip it? Because I actually had to think about that for a minute. I'm like, mm-hmm. should he just skip the first Rebel movie? Is it really necessary? I'm like, no, it's been a while since he's seen the show, so he should definitely watch it. And for a lot of the English to the Western audience, and especially anyone who's watching the dub, it's a great chance for people who watch the Netflix series to hear the original voice cast. Because this voice cast for the rebuilds is the same voice cast as the original Evangelion dub back in the 90s with Mm -hmm. with Tiffany Grant. Well, funny enough, everyone except my girl, Amanda Winley, the original voice of Ray Ayanami. Huh. Really? She, she wasn't in the Rebuild series until she came back to the role for the fourth movie. Because she had long since oh. retired. She had long since retired from voice acting. But mm. everyone was like, hey, Amanda, can you come <laughs> Can you like come back? And she was like, you know what? I should come back and finish off the franchise strong. And, you know, yeah. but in my head, I'm more, more interested. Like, hey, can they make another sequel to Burn Up so you can play so you can play Rio again, please? Can you like do that? Because that's because that's just the more important IP here, as far yes. as we're concerned. Like, or, if you're talking or, payoffs, <laughs> or or reprise your role as as Saki from Sukibandeka, please. You know, yeah. You know, I just I just love Amanda Windley so much, and I was so happy to see her back in the role as Ray for yes. the final film. I forget the actress mm-hmm. who played her for the first three rebuilds, and she was perfectly good, like perfectly fit for the role, but. Yeah, she was very good. I honestly didn't even notice the changeover until the end. Yeah, no, she was um she was good. I'm so, sorry, I'm blanking her name. And then you had Spike Spencer back as Shinji. And Yep. And I forget I think 
I think their name was Casey something who played mm-hmm. Shinji in the Netflix version. And they actually had the ability to sound like a young person. <laughs> the ability to sound like a young boy. Spike sensors always mm-hmm. sound like, a you know, an adult playing a kid. But yeah, that, that kind of added to Shinji's charm in a little way. It works. It works for Shinji. Definitely. It, it, it does work for Shinji. So it, the first rebuild movie, it's great. It's a great recap of um, the first few episodes of Ava. And it's a great chance to meet the voice cast. So I always say it's worth it for that reason. And mm-hmm. it's always so. But watching the first rebuild movie, I was, I guess, a little. I don't know because it's it moved quicker, which was nice. But right, it they, it did have a have a better, well, a higher pace. Let's call it that. It had a quicker pace, but you lost some of those great Ava atmospheric moments where they would just mm-hmm. cut to like a silhouette and then some shit moving in the background with the dialogue kind of floating over it. You lost yeah. kind of that you lost you lost those scenes that were dripping in atmosphere and who knows those scenes could have been there just cuz Anna wanted to save a buck, but it added so much charm to the series. You know, there was a lot more mm-hmm. mov- movement, you know, when yes, characters it were was, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. continue, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. It's just, you know, I I remember like at least from what I remember when um when Shinji was uh, debating whether or not to get into Unit One, I remember there being a little more movement from him, Masato Ritsuko, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. but I liked it when they just kind of stood there and the dialogue took over, took over, you know. So yeah, so it's a lot. The first rebuild had a lot of that where I'm just like, okay, am I going in eh, only because it's not as something I enjoy as much, or is it like an actually inferior version? That's something I still struggle with, you know, because I can't remove yeah. my bias from this one, obviously. But yeah, but the thing is, the first the first rebuild did look good, and honestly, mm-hmm. the visuals only got more advanced as the series went on. But the first rebuild, yeah. Aside from personal notes, it's hard to really say that much that we haven't said in the original Evangelion episode because there was only one huge change in the post credit scene, and also that the angel, the final angel that him and Ray fought was cgi bullshit but <laughs> yes it was that it was that a, is correct it was a cgi blob instead of the traditional yes. art that was the only time in the in the first rebuild i'm like oh, okay like yeah I, I i wasn't a fan of that either and um the the first rebuild i don't know as far as i was concerned it, it was kind of just an as you said like an expedited version of yes. the first six episodes like it was a little less moody it was a little less uh artsy it was a little just more like modern anime take on everything it was just a lot of action it was a little less um if anything it was a little more like sterile like a little less like Mm. ano i guess and a little more just like this is what people want to see kind of more so Um, which i think part of me liked weirdly enough i was like oh Mm. okay like Mm. they just cut they like trimmed a lot of fat but like to a lot of people, that fat is kind of it important. Is, is what what kind of holds everything together. Yeah, it's the glue. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for, for me watching it, I was like, okay, so, like, I see where things are going. But I, I think they really approached this first movie as, all right, y'all know what it is. We know what it is. Here it is. Just, you know what goes on. You know this. Like, here, just take it. Right. Just take it and enjoy. And I think they just kind of, like, worked on it very hard, obviously. But just kind of, yes. like, spit it out as, like, good. We had to start somewhere. Here you go. It's basically the same thing. Just updated it, changed the graphics, changed a few things, but you know, basically the same. Cutting down a bit on some other elements, 
And then the only the only big thing that happened was I think it was actually a post credit scene when, and I mentioned this a lot in previous Ava conversations where they introduced mm-hmm. Kaoru right away. Yes, it's like okay. Yes. So that was probably a great note to end the movie on, where it's like, okay, no, it was. things are going to be different this time. Which I, I I also liked, because I didn't know what I was getting into when I started watching these movies, and I thought, yeah. I, I, part of me was like, okay, I think it's going to be a rehash of like the whole series, or are they going to try something new and go in yeah. like a new plot direction, which I'm happy that they did, yes. and we can obviously get into that a bit later, but one of the, I have a big pros and cons list for this uh, entire movie Ooh, series, actually, and my, one of the pros at this point is a good time to mention it, is that Kaoru is actually really, like, give, like, debuted early and has yes. time to breathe as a character. Yeah. That was probably one of the best things about this series, is that they were like, okay, Here's what the fuck actually he is. Yes. And here is what his position in the story is and who he is. So I appreciated that a little bit more this time around. Right. No, that was definitely a positive. And it's something that even the manga corrected as the series was running. So, and it's been people, mm-hmm. a lot of things people have been saying for a while now. It's like, wow, Karu was so interesting and cool. Why was he only in an episode of the original yeah. series? Yeah. 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 It obviously it did that huge thing in the in the series where it was like a is this like a is Shinji like about to gay? You yeah. know? It was kinda of, <laughs> does Shinji of, does Shinji Kari is gay? Is <laughs> Shinji is gay? <laughs> exactly. It kind of gave us a, a bit of that tension and that I think tension was capitalized on in the second and third movie too with this. And I think they really played it out nicely mm-hmm. instead of giving us two 20, I mean, even like one and a half, 20 minute like tidbits exactly. on what this character is, where he's from, like, just like, mm-hmm. what's going on with this guy? Like, why is hair white like that? I know this is anime, but like, he ain't old. He a yeah. young boy. <laughs> And why is why is he on the moon with no spacesuit? Right, and he so, got them red eyes all of a sudden. Where you get them red eyes? Those are rays. Give them back. Yeah, give them back. Nobody summoned you. Nobody summoned their red eyes, black dragon. This episode, friend. Summon um, skull, lightning strike. <laughs> Perfect. And I think that's a great segue to move on to the second movie because yeah, this, uh, that's where the second we movie start getting stuff changed around a bit. Yeah, you're right. Plot right. details and even really tonality in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. I rewatched, um, I rewatched a few key scenes I remembered from the second one earlier. Because right, right away things change when we actually get a whole new character introduced, Mari. Yeah. Um, to explain what Mari is is still odd <laughs> because even <laughs> even even though though I watched the entire movie series, I still struggle with. When you talk about Mari, her journey, her character arc, and most of all, her point. So yeah, she, that a, I think is the biggest part for me is what the hell is her, like, what what is her function in this movie series, really? I heard someone say to me casually one time that it was a, it, she was a fill-in for Anno's wife, but I don't, I have nothing to back that up with, so I have no idea if that was hearsay <laughs> or not, and if that is, okay. if that is Anno throwing his wife in there his wife must be a weird person because mari is a bit strange <laughs> in a lot of ways she yeah she base if i remember correctly her her introduction in the second movie is she basically at one point she parachutes on top of shinji's school basically gets on top of him comments about how he smells it's like oh so you're the third child and shinji's like uh 
woman with boobs. Yeah, yeah. It, it really kind of she takes this movie series in a direction that's very anime. Um, yes, and very that's a great like way to put it. That is a fantastic you know, way to put it. You know, it's very like okay. Um, I know what she's here for, and I think what she's here for on a f- breaking fourth wall level, like outside of the plot, is just like she's the attractive crazy character that mm-hmm. pilots the robot because she's crazy Yandere, and she has yeah. some sort of like beast mode kind of thing going on so she's your zero too exactly what you said up top really yeah. she and you know this came out several years before darling and the the creator of darling the franks was a protege of anos so i remember yeah i watched i watched um darling before before the rebuild series and when i watch rebuild mm. i'm like okay this makes way too much fucking sense here yeah yeah, yeah. it really connects a lot of dots where they it weren't just... a lot of dots were connected before but now yes. <laughs> <laughs> now now it's it now it was like more obvious i'm just like okay if if fucking darling wasn't taking enough cues from ava you know let's just re- let's just take a character right. from the the rebuild series and make it our main right. character okay like what if what if the main chasing hero was crazy and horny and part dinosaur? It's like, well. Right. She's just like hot and booby. And they were like, yeah, why not? Let's just put it. I mean, she does do a few things, I guess. Like she just kind of serves as that. Like mostly she serves as. Uh, okay. That's the thing. We And we can dissect this at the last movie. But she surprisingly to me uh, ser- yeah. for, serves as Shinji's love interest, which yeah. Which, like, okay, there are a few of them, but she serves as the the one that gets him in the end, which is right. very odd to me. And we could elaborate on that. But she also serves as kind of this side character to Asuka. And she's kind of like her, um, I would call her like a second in command to Asuka. Like, she's kind of her, like, yeah. just like, she's her, she's her girl, you know? Yeah, like, they don't really the like each other, obviously, but she's like, you know, she's her girl. Because yeah, you know? Asuka doesn't like she anybody. Fights with her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but unfortunately. And that's her we... character. And she, Amari serves a lot of the function is, um, cause there's a lot of like big action set pieces in like, especially the last three films. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like Ano, it feels like who Ano or whoever the team working on is like, let's have more cool scenes of Ava's doing shit. And when, yeah. And it feels like in those scenes, a lot of time, Mari is somehow involved doing yes. cool new Ava shit. So, yes. I think you put it so eloquently there where she just makes things more anime. That's that's mm-hmm. her presence to add more anime to this anime. She really does. And like otherwise, it would be Ava, but now it's an anime, right? Yeah, and 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 the second film, she kind of sits in the background because the second film is where certain plot elements change, and we, we even get different takes on characters. Some roles yes. are reduced. Um, we get introduced. We finally get introduced to Kaji. Mm-hmm. And um, yes. his introduction, you know, Masato's um, former lover and kind of a double agent between Nerve and Sele. Um, he gets introduced in this one very much in the same way. You know, Masato sees him, gets all mad. Mm-hmm. and But his role gets kind of changed around a little bit here. And Asuka's role gets changed around a little bit as well. They add yes. some scenes here that kind of confused me. Kind of okay. confused me wildly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna be. The, I know this is rambling, but fuck it, save it's Evangelion. 
we're gonna. No, this, this is what this, we do on the. If we can't ramble during an Ava episode, why are we even doing a podcast about it? <laughs> exactly. So, I remembered. So, the one thing we get a little bit more Masato here is, um, especially in the first two movies. I remember how mm-hmm. I talked about in the in our original podcast. I remember saying how Masato, even though she's the woman in charge, she's Shinji's guardian. She's tough as nails. She's a goofball. Yes. She is a goofball. And yes. with Masato's original voice actress here, her name is Escape Me, and I feel very bad about that. But but she brings out that goofball, in the dub at least, she brings out that goofball characteristic way more than the mm-hmm. Netflix dub. The Netflix dub, like, really played her straight. And yeah. Sometimes it, it, it played clashed. her very straight. It kind of, yeah. at points, it kind of, con, con, it kind of conflicted with the animation we were seeing on screen. I agree. But the actress here really hammered home, like, yes, Masato is very serious and very stern, but she is a goofball, especially when Kaji's involved. And yes. we got a little bit more of her goofball side once Asuka was introduced, because Asuka is a little more direct here about having feelings for Shinji. Mm-hmm. And Ray has emotion, way more emotion. And it's... Yes. Because apparently... Well, so I should say the, the way the second one starts is we start off with all that stuff, obviously, with Mari doing bullshit. Right. And very, Do whatever very, she does. Er, very early on, we get the scene of Shinji and Gendo at Yui's grave. Who? And then. Right. <laughs> who is, who is Yui? Yui? Is so... she the robot? Is she the fucking. I, I don't know. I don't know. Are, are She's you... a mom. She's Ray. Shinji at the grave going, are you my mom? But, um, <laughs> is this pole my mother so anyway you know they it cuts to that scene and so we we cut we you know when they highlight that and this one puts a little more emphasis on the how do i put this they obviously as a as a series goes on we get a lot more emphasis on the relationship between gendo and shinji which i love yeah which i think was also a pro of mine in this uh, in this movie series is that they really focused on that to the point where it becomes like the final conflict yeah. in the whole show, in the whole like series, which is I I just I was like, thank God they're finally elaborating on this a bit more <laughs> like that grave scene in the second movie when it came on sigh of relief. I was like, wow, we're actually going to explore these two characters in relation to each other a little bit more yeah. around their mother's death. Wow. Amazing. It's one of those things. It's like it was a relief, a relief to see what they kept because that scene was in the original show, but it was just such mm-hmm. a relief to see them. Keep it was it. It's like, oh, oh, thank God. So I yes, know exactly it, it was a bit different this time around. There was, I don't know, like in the original show, it came off a bit quick to yeah. me. This one had some more dialogue and there was actually like kind of some more stuff. I think the, in the original show, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was actually a, a flashback scene or some of some kind. No, it was after show. the, um, it was it after wasn't. one. Okay. The, it was after one of the angel attacks because Shinji said something to the effect like he does here. It's like mm. something about sp- spending time with him and Gendo going, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it, it did it did the scene did breathe a little here and yes so i don't know around that we get all these character motivations start changing around mm-hmm. because ray is more outwardly affectionate and in the original ray obviously had feelings for like you know not feelings but like and not romantically i want to elaborate but she had some right. familial loyalty to gendo we didn't know right. why exactly right and the famous scene where she slapped Shinji for, you know, disrespecting him. Yes. So 
we in as the um as the original TV series went on, we learned more about Ray, obviously, and she learned more that she actually had a very strong protectorial relationship with Shinji as well. Yes, that came after the relationship with Gendo. In this series, those two emotions kind of happen roughly at the same time. They do. So they do. There is a great. There's a apparently Anna wanted to include this in the original show, where Ray is trying to prepare a dinner party. <laughs> I was gonna mention this. Continue, please. It's just, so when it happened, it was throwing me off a little bit at first. I won't lie because I don't want to say I liked it more when Ray was wasn't human, but you know. I, so like it was just weird to me at first. Like okay, we're humanizing Ray a little bit, a little quick. But it made sense the more I thought about it. And mm. so she's chopping up food. Masato's going. Masato in like a more goofball state, which is why I'm mentioning it. She's going, aw. Yeah, and right. Crazy enough, Asuka sees that and feels a turn, certain type of way. And there's a quick scene of her trying to cook as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the entire time she's going, I think that idiot Shinji would prefer a more subtle flavor. Masato <laughs> comes in, catches her cooking. He's like, aww. <laughs> and then we get a very uncomfortable shot of I mean, We got a lot of those of Asuka in this movie. Where, oh, yeah, um, we did. Asuka like, basically throws herself over the pot going like, no, I'm not cooking anything. But the way the camera is, we see right down her apron, right down her shirt. Yeah. She's like there wearing. Was, there was a little more of that this time around. Oh, there was a lot more of that this time around with yeah. the fan service, particularly mm-hmm. with Asuka. Mari, of course, is like a sex- pseudo-sexual character in a lot of ways. Right. Anyway, she never you comes kind out of expect that. Yeah, she never says anything you're like d- too deliberate, but she always mentions comments on smells. And with Asuka, it gets very uncomfortable because they do they show a lot of close-ups on Asuka's body. And it's they like, do. this is an underage character, guys. What are you doing? Yeah, I remember it's, it's, it, it's very strange in that it regard. It brought up a fun debate I had. Where someone was saying, like, oh, it's a commentary on how people, like, um, sexualized Asuka and all the fan service that, you know, basically all the pervs who watched Ava and that's what they did to the character. I remember so hearing an argument like this as well. You know, someone said it was a commentary. I'm like, it, no, it wasn't because they didn't say anything. They didn't do well, anything. How, yeah, like, how <laughs> is it a commentary if they're doing it? They just did <laughs> the thing. They just did it's the like, thing. It, that's like doing something to be ironic, but then ending up, like, really enjoying it. That, well, that's that the, thing they that just did ironic. the thing. You know, if they yeah, went they just really, did it. They, it, honestly, it just, if they wanted to, like, make a statement about it, there would have been a follow-up or something or something in that scene that would exactly. make you well, understand, like, or there would be, like... I don't know, some kind of uh, Oscar freaking more, out at you or Shinji. Absurd, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't absurd right. enough. It was just very uncomfortable shots of her chest and like crotch. And I'm yeah. like, this isn't comfortable now. This is becoming right. And it's weird. not commentary at no, all either. No. It's not like, oh, it, it, look at you, you pig sexualizing this girl. We're going to show you by sexualizing this girl. And, it's, and it's, it, the thing is, they kind of didn't think this through. Because at the same time, when Asuka's romantic feelings towards Shinji are m- more heavily implied and more focused on, mm-hmm. all now it feels like it kind of feels more like Asuka having a sexual awakening than anything. And it's uncomfortable. It and now they're kind of feels like they're subjecting it, it to us. And, mm-hmm. and it comes with a sexual side of things or just like her desire to be an adult. Her original fixation in the original series was Kaji, but like I mentioned, right. I'm, I'm tying up all these loose ends, and I love it. 
But um, Kaji's role in the story gets reduced, so she doesn't have yeah. that, that affection towards Kaji. It's all based around Shinji. So that yes. took away a dimension of her character, the wanting to be perceived as an adult thing. So mm-hmm. Asuka's role in the story is changing a little bit, and that makes me sad because Asuka's my girl. And I'm like, yeah, to your point, they to your point, they really did strip her of a lot of I mean, her her clothes, number one, but also her (laughs) uh, her just character trait. I mean, changed her name. They did. Yes, it was. um, Her name is now Asuka Shikanami. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like when they introduced her, I I was like, oh, here we go, boys. Here we go. <laughs> and the, and the then they were did like, look really good when you showed up. I will say that it, I remember that very sick. well. And they were like, it, "This is your new uh, Ava pilot, Asuka And I was like, <gasps> and they were like, "Shikanami." And I was like, "What? what? Where's the Langley Soryu? I exactly. ordered it for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. Where's Give the me Soryu? The Soryu? Where's the German and Japanese hyphenated last name? Yes. Give that to me." So I was confused about that the whole time until the very end where they com- they completely altered her character and her progression because I-, I don't believe there was any mom stuff really going on with her None. in this show. Zero. Zero. Like zero reference to that. And I know that's probably your favorite plot point in all of Neon Genesis. So I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. – Rob's not going to be happy about that one. And then they – I mean, no spoil. I mean, spoiler alert, but not really because you're listening to this. But I yeah. mean – it ends up that she's a clone. Also right? a clone, yeah. She's and like comparatively, like Ray Ayanami, Asuka Shikanami, it kind of tracks. Like the name change then made sense yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, it's like there are the Shikanami series, the Ayanami series, and like Gendo talks about that a bit, maybe in the last movie. And then I was like, oh wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. so she's just different yes all everywhere other than maybe like some stable personality traits of just like yelling at chinji and just like being mad all the time for obvious reasons but we don't really know those reasons this time it's not really elaborated on yeah well the thing is and they basically it's i felt so bad because one scene that wasn't even hers in the original series they put her in in a role and fucking yep I disliked it horribly because they made that a, a crux of a lot of her anger. I'm like, this wasn't her moment. She had a lot of deeper character motivations, and it also obliterated the point of Toji. So, yes, when yes, they put let's talk her, about that scene. Yes, when mm-hmm. they put her in the new in like the newer Ava, they threw her in there, and of course the the Ava loses control and it goes berserk. Shinji has to right. come in to stop it. Sound familiar? Yes, it was a it was a pretty compelling scene in the original series. Because it was Toji in the goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's Shinji in there. He's hesitating, obviously, because he doesn't want to kill the pilot inside. He doesn't know who it is. Right. Then they revert to the dummy plug, and now next thing you know, he's helps to watch as he could potentially be killing whoever's inside. In the original series, it was Toji. It was one of the first real friends he had after a while. So... The fact that he almost killed him made him distraught and want to quit being an Ava pilot for the second time, I believe. Yeah, Probably I think it second. was the second time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shinji just loves to run. Loves Kid. to run. Come hand, Hates. Shinji can't exist in this town no more. He's got to ride Come out west. Man. <laughs> He's got to take his stick and ride it out west. But yes, I do agree. Um, something that I, I did think about 
in yes. this scene is sure they they drop the ball on a few things with Asuka's character, but comparatively to the to Neon Genesis, I thought that replacing Asuka, uh, I mean replacing Toji with Asuka in this scene, I think it heightened the stakes quite a bit mm. um, because Toji. I, although, you know, I I tout that Toji is an important character, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. We can all kind of pass the facade and say that he's really <laughs> not that big of a deal no. in the first uh, in the first series. I mean, he's like, as you said, the friend to Shinji, like after a while that he's never really had. And that's great and all. But yeah. and I said in the original podcast, I said that why didn't Toji die? Because right. that would have heightened the stakes even higher. Because you don't really see him after that anyways. Like, what does no, it matter? Yeah. Um, and this one, I was actually pleasantly happy uh, mm -hmm. with the change. Because I thought that Asuka is like a far more important character. Even even when she's dumbed down in this show than in the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then Toji. And I'm, I, I thought like, okay, that's a good way to heighten the stakes. Because like Shinji, instead of almost killing a friend of his almost kills a fellow Ava pilot, somebody that he has somewhat of a love interest in, yeah, and also some someone towards. that he's been working... Right, and someone that he's been working with and living with for the entire series up to this point, practically. So I saw that as like, okay, like I, I get this and I like the change. Um, wh what happened after that, though? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Go I, on, go I on. Didn't I... Okay, because th this second movie... Mm -hmm. followed kind of the trajectory trajectory of the first one in that right it, it kind of gave us the events as we know them changed as we said changed a lot of things a, a bit yeah, but change, generally changed with, some motivations changed some character right. importance right but with with the with like the angel attacks and whatnot mm -hmm. those were all pretty similar in how they happened and played and, out and i guess and those are just to get to get like uh, i guess technical for a bit they all looked pretty cool they looked really good. Like, I liked my favorite angel from this movie series, I think, was the big, like, diamond slash pyramid one. Yeah. It looked sick. <laughs> it looked really cool. That's, and that's as you, and the, Yeah. And the thing you said earlier, like, really resonated with me when you were like, yeah, cool Ava shit. I was like, yeah, you're right. There was just a lot of cool Ava shit going <laughs> on in these movies. They really amped up that. You could really draw a very fair comparison to the Star Wars prequel trilogy, where mm -hmm. they were like, hey – Let's throw in more of what people like, more lightsabers. It was the same thing yes. here. It was like more Ava shit. Right. More Ava shit, more like giant robots, which like is is good. I mean, I, I think it's a I, I wasn't anime, exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't exactly saying we didn't get enough of that in the original series. But mm -hmm. I think that this time around, I was like, oh, I, I'm pleasantly surprised that there's a little more action. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of OK with that, especially right. if it looks this good. That's um, the thing. It, it did look good. It, it, most of the time, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, like, the Avas looked sick this time around, too. Like, they looked really, really good. Um, but what happened after, right, after they revert to Dummy Plug, uh, Shinji's sitting in the robot while mm -hmm. Unit 1 is bashing Unit 3. And then, of course, he doesn't – right after this, he, he realizes it's Asuka or – Ray's in trouble. I, it kind of got jumbled there for a bit for me, but he tries to save Ray then from something. Yeah, yes, um, I don't remember if there was a separate attack or not, but it was like pretty pretty afterwards, pretty soon in succession. Ray, there was an angel attack. Ray was in trouble, and he basically dove in headfirst to save her. And yeah, this right. at this point, Ray was in Unit Three, right. and the problem was when Shinji was trying to save her. Some stuff went down. There was there was impact, all right. 
it triggered the third <laughs> impact. And it's like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, that that was like, what do you mean? Because yep. like, what do you mean we're having a third impact already? Um, so oh, that's that, the biggest that, thing already. I remember. Yeah, I remember because I didn't. I I was thankfully I didn't really read any plot synopsis after like during this um when I was watching this for the first time. And then yeah. once I heard like I think it was Ritsuko or Masato who said the third impact's already beginning. I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean? This is the I'm second like, movie, dude. We're not even halfway done with the series. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a and, third and, impact. And I was just, but then again, they did, and something we kind of didn't touch on yet, which we probably should, could you give more context? Um, yes. It was very weird for me when I saw these scenes in the second movie, where they took time to kind of explain. Excuse me. What the fuck, Adam Lilith? All these spears were, they they mm. just explained shit to me for the first time, and I'm and I'm sitting there going, how do I feel about this? I don't know. <laughs> like the Masino Masato standing in front of, um, yeah. I think it, was it Lilith? I'm trying to remember Lilith. Yeah, yeah Lilith. And she's like kind of like giving like, a little yeah, bit cross. of exposition. There's a scene of um, Gendo and I always forget his name, Fuyuki. Oh, uh, Fuyutsuki. Fuyutsuki. Yep, I always forget. Thank you. I always forget the name. For some and, reason, me and him are like boys. Like yeah. I always know this guy. <laughs> like you you've noticely been a fan of his since the beginning. And I like his character. I think he's a cool guy. Continue he, though. Continue. He's pretty. You know, he's um, I always kind of forget about him. <laughs> he's salt and pepper. But. He's a pretty man. Yeah, he wears the just for men hair. He does like the he combs it in. Touch of gray. There should, there should have been a scene of him doing like a touch of gray. <laughs> this is just for men. Hi there. My name is General Fuyutsuki, and I have massacred thousands of people in the second impact. <laughs> Gendo's my boy. Really want to fuck yeah. his wife. But I anyway. really want to bone his wife. I like I want to bone his wife so bad that I'm down to hang with him. Like we chill. <laughs> We chill, Tr- trying to try to walk right in through the front door. Apparently, but uh, <laughs> I imagine if if Gendo ever ever succeeded in bringing Yui back, Fuyutsuki would have just been like, "Nice, now I can hit on his wife." It's <laughs> like, what I've been waiting for this whole time. How do you? Sp- <laughs> how many T's do you need to spell a menage? A <laughs> I don't know what that sentence meant. I'm sorry. Just one T. A hot cup of. Piping tea is what I need right now. For those listening, you know, sometimes we record these episodes in the AM hours and we're loopy. This is this is one of those times. To, I'm to, also hungover, which doesn't help. Uh-oh. Wow, uh-oh. this is one of, the, one of the rare times you're hungover and I'm not, but I had to work last yeah. night, so. Right? Oh, that's why. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, a Saturday. Yeah. Exactly. It's a Saturday morning, so I had, to, I had to work a little bit last night. I did get home and have a couple of natural lights because I knew we were doing this today and I was excited. And I was like, let yeah. me let me celebrate with two beers. Yes, I said two nat- yes, beers. I said natural light. Come at me. I know I'm 28 and I know I'm way too old for it, but it's readily available. Oh yes. Nothing it's- like drinking a few beers with the boys and then getting behind the wheel, baby. Am I right? <laughs> no. You've been watching way too many of those TikToks. And it's, it's- Now, All right, I'm sorry. What, what were you talking about with Fuyutsuki? <laughs> well, that, now now I'm talking about what we talked about in the Love After Domination episode where we talked about Masato, Shinji, Toji, Asuka, and Rei all forming a Power Ranger team and then Masato drunk driving a Megazord. That's all I could think of right now. <laughs> I was talking about Fu- – I was going to mention Fuyutsuki and Gendo and that stupid fucking moon trip they had. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, they went to the moon on a boys' vacation, boys' trip, and they just started explaining shit. And I'm just like, it was so confusing to me in terms of like how to feel about it. It was it was so weird. Just saying to myself, this is Evangelion, and I'm following it. So okay, here's my thing, mm. and um. This could even be okay. You know what? This actually worked out nicely. We're forty-eight minutes in. Okay, um, we can f- finish talking about the second movie, and then we got to do a part two about <laughs> the last two movies. I didn't realize we would spend so long on the first two. Weirdly, I enough. really didn't think we um, would get to. We're almost. I just looked at the um, clock myself. I'm like, oh, we are already pretty deep in. But yeah, let's, but let's there, wrap up our but thoughts before, on this. Yes, exactly like you said. We will wrap up. But before we go, I do need to say. On them explaining things this time, because yes. that was one of my major gripes with the first with the original series, series is, yes. that, is that, you know, me, plot guy, you, character guy. Yes. You like character. Me like, tell me what happened um, mm. in caveman speak. Uh, yes. <laughs> this time they tried to explain yes. things. Yes. Um, which... I thought I was going to enjoy. But mm-hmm. the problem was with all of that stuff, it still was fucking confusing. Nothing <laughs> – I, I feel like nothing actually got really, really explained this time. I mean you could infer some things. You could make – but there was no real like – they tried to spell it out and it still kind of made no fucking sense to me because they were <laughs> like, okay, you have uh, Adam Wright the – who is like the progenitor of angels. You have Lilith, who's the progenitor of people who are Lilin, yes. I guess. Is that what that is? Yes. Um, and there's also the spear of Longinus, and there's also the spear of Cassius, which will come up later yes. again. Uh, but I was like, I, I it, they, they just kind of spelled it out, but they didn't exactly give me details as to why <laughs> these things were happening or mm-hmm. what it means for the plot really in our characters like they just kind of gave us the exposition two movies in and then they just kept giving us exposition to the point where i was Mm. like but if you if you don't tell me what this is like i won't know what you know what i mean it was kind of like a hollow explanation where it's like okay that's here this is but i but i just didn't really get the the depth of the mm. plot and how this affects everything and right like the third impact or the impact is triggered when uh something like an atom touches lilith or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. but then the th- this third impact happened when shinji just was sad and, and <laughs> stressed and like i'm like i don't get how like he was mm-hmm. in the ava and that him in the ava feeling this way triggered the third impact but well it, like it was him and ray i don't know connecting physically that triggered it it was and they did kind of throw some lines in there. I was able to follow this one pretty well because... Okay, cool. Um, j- Just... Well, then again, I'm going off purely memory here. Mm-hmm. All, honestly, once I hear enough Adam and Lilith, I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. something to do with Rey. Um, it involved the cloning process and involved, like, how Rey was created. They So, and it led to the my assumption that carrying the seed of... um. It's like the scene at the end of Evangelion where when Gendo reached into her to try to trigger the third impact because it had something to do with oh, like the seed of Lilith. So that's yeah. what I was gathering where it's like okay. Shinji carrying like, you know, or it could have been reversed like the seed of Adam versus the seed of Lilith. So 
you know i got you so that's what i got from it i kind of go i i was able to tell once once shinji grabbed ray i was like wait a minute shouldn't something be happening and then it did mm-hmm. so i was able to but maybe here's the thing possibly this could be a gonna be a personal thing for me right once they started explaining shit i sat down and stared hard like I just went blank in my mind to try to absorb the information. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are they trying to explain shit? Yeah. Because in, in the, the original key series. Is that like, they, they tried. Yeah, they definitely tried. And I got the general gist again. So, but, but then again, maybe in general, when it comes to Ava, I'm just like, I'm cool. Like, like I said, a hundred times, I'm cool yeah, with not knowing shit. Right. right. In my head, they gave me a little bit more of a roadmap here. So it was easier for me to infer the rest. So that, again, to- might see. totally be a personal thing. But mm-hmm. I was able to understand. Um, I just yeah. don't know how big a fan I was of those scenes. Because, again, like my whole character thing I keep mentioning, they they made more time for plot and less time for character. Mm-hmm. So in, in the second movie, I was just um, I was just distracted. You know what I mean? With the more plot-heavy stuff, and then, then you throw in Mari for no reason. Who in the second in the second one didn't really have a purpose yet. No, no. She was really there just to be hot and provide additional action set pieces. So cool. So I think I was excited but confused, especially once the the end credit scene for the second one happened, yes. where fucking Karu stabs the stabs the Ava and stops the third impact midway through. It's like. Oh, there's no third impact in this one. Yeah. What happens now? That was the thing I was very excited about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, first and second rebuilds, I was disappointed by some of the choices they made. Really impressed Mm -hmm. with some of the artistic stuff. I mean, from a visual standpoint, I like the cool Ava shit. I guess you could say I was intrigued more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I was. Yeah really intrigued by where it was going to go from here how they're going to yep. advance the story especially when the third impact just doesn't happen mm-hmm. so i was yeah it it was interesting i i think the they changed enough where it yeah. was like okay like there's obviously a different direction here yes and i like that and i'm mm-hmm. excited to see like the developments in this story i think you're right i think they set it up quite well um considering everything and the liberties they took with we talked about oscar's character i mean Mm. considering like the detriments i think there were surprisingly some good positives about these first two um but did they continue that though is the question and i i think that's what we have to answer next time (laughs) let's let's take a let's take a pause and a respite here we talked about the first two rebuilds were inconclusive so we got to talk about three and four to find out what our thoughts are that's right. Um, you mean uh, 3.0 and 3.0 plus 1.0. Why didn't they just call it 4.0? It is. It was the stupidest, most pretentious fucking thing I've seen. <laughs> when they went with 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. I'm like, God damn it, Anno. God damn it. I was just so annoyed, but I had to know the series ended, so I wasn't going to fucking skip it. Yeah, and we're, and we're going to talk about it. No skips here, baby. We'll see you next time. I got a pee-pee-poo-poo. It's bad. 
Wow, oh my god, what a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on. We'll read them all anyways. We don't care. I love you. Kiss, kiss. Simple Equations Podcast Network.